five segments with my family and my friends. So today we'll be talking about who had the best NBA offseason, my tips for fantasy football, and then we'll have a new segment called Medium Tires with Mom, which will be about F1. And then we will have college football picks with my grandfather, better known as Grand. Lots of NBA teams had amazing off-seasons. If I were to choose which team had the very best, it would be between the Bulls and the Lakers. The Lakers, of course, had an amazing addition to their veteran team, adding Mr. Triple-Double Russell Westbrook who I think will have a breakaway season. They also added Carmelo Anthony, who can be a 10-point factor, getting lots of rebounds. But honestly, against all odds, I still think the Chicago Bulls had a better offseason because they added Lonzo Ball, who was just an all-around amazing player. And they added DeMar DeRozan, a great three-point shooter, just to name a few. So next we will be talking about my top five fantasy football picks for your fantasy football team. Starting off with Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams. My strategy is to draft wide receivers first because they can score some crazy points. Especially these two, who are top two wide receivers on the NFL 100. Next is Josh Jacobs. One of the Raiders for your running back isn't isn't always a good thing, but I think this year it is. Last year, he averaged nearly 20 points, and I think he'll do even better this year. And then there's the tight end position. Of course, try to get Travis Kelsey because the man is a beast, but if you can't get him, try to get Darren Walker. He's strong and physical and will get you a good 10 points per game at the very least. So, yeah, you should get him. So, at this part of the show, I am going to be doing some college football picks with my grandpa, which I call Grand. Hi, this is Grand. I'm sure you guys all remember him from season one during the mascot challenge when he beat my mom. So first we have the games from yesterday. Of course, the biggest one is Ohio State versus Minnesota. Minnesota actually was winning for a little bit, but Ohio State just took it away at the end, 45 to 31. Next we have Coastal Carolina versus the Citadel. Coastal Carolina won 52-14. to 14. Coastal Carolina is going to be a good team this year. I think you're right on that, Hank. I, I think Coastal Carolina's got a good coach, and uh, their schedule is favorable for them this year in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Then we have Weber State and 24-seed Utah. Utah, of course, wins 40-17. to 17. I mean, I feel like all of these early games are just like a blowout for these ranked teams, but 
Utah wins that one. And then we have Arizona State versus Southern Utah. Arizona State winning 41-14. to 14. All right, now we're having our picks here for Saturday. So, but before that, we will have our picks for Friday night, a.k.a. tonight. Ten seed North Carolina versus Virginia Tech. I think on that one, Hank, uh, for my pick, I think I am going to go with the Hokies. And that's probably not the pick that everybody else is thinking about. But I believe this is almost close to a pick'em game. But uh, North Carolina is ranked 10th. But I'm going to go with the Hokies by uh, a field goal at, in the fourth quarter. I, I still got to go for North Carolina, even though they lost their running back and some good wide receivers last year. I don't know. I I still think their quarterback it's he's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then we have Saturday. Big game. Oklahoma, the two seed versus Tulane. I think on that one, Hank, I'd probably go with Oklahoma <laughs> as much as we'd like to think that Tulane could do something. They do have a good coach staff now at Tulane, and they will get better. But when you think about this year, second year under the new defensive system. So I'm going to go with number two, Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, I really haven't studied college football too much from last season. But I do know <laughs> that Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley just unbelievable. I don't think... I don't think anybody's going to pick against them, so I'm going Oklahoma. Next we have, this is a big game, I think. I, I'm excited to watch this game, actually. 19-seeded Penn State versus 12 Wisconsin. Big Ten game, who do you got? I think I'm going to go with Wisconsin on this one. Um, I I think that uh, the, with 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 Wisconsin, I know I can get that out. With Wisconsin, it is all about the running game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they have a new stable and their quarterback uh, is coming back. So that's gonna give them a good up in that particular area. Yeah. Nothing against Penn State. Uh, I think James Franklin has done a wonderful job at Penn State and brought them back into being very relevant in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten East. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Again, I don't I haven't studied too much on this, but I think I might pick the upset cuz I don't know. There's just something about Penn State that I think's going to be good. Next, we have Fresno State versus Oregon. Fresno State is 1 and 0 out of one game. Fresno State uh unranked and coming out of the group of five playing number 11 Oregon uh, I I believe most people would look at it and say you know Oregon should be the team I like Fresno State I like how determined they are I think the coaching staff has definitely proven that they are 
a force to be reckoned with, whether they're in the group of five or in the power five. So I'm going to, I'm not going to go for the upset, but I'd say it's going to only be Oregon by a touchdown. Wow. Only a touchdown. Okay. Um, Oregon, Oregon looks good. Um, I mean, Oregon's always good, but I, of course, the line is minus 20.5, so I think I'm going to go with Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, one, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Alabama versus Miami. Number one, Alabama against number 14, Miami. <clears throat> I think Miami with Manny Diaz and, uh, and his crew uh, have, some, have some good spark this year. Uh, I, I think De'Eric King will, will if, stay, if he stays healthy and uh, doesn't get knocked around too much, especially in this game, uh, I think they have a good chance of, of moving forward. I'm going to go with Alabama, and I say that cautiously based on Alabama with a new quarterback and lots of new linemen and lots, and lots of new receivers. So um, I think it'll be close, and I think I would go with Alabama by two touchdowns. Yeah, this is one of those games where it doesn't look close, but I think it actually will be close. Um, cause Alabama lost a lot of people last year, like a lot, a lot of people. Um, Mac Jones, of course, and they're they're starting running back, and all of them, yeah. So I guess I kind of want to pick Miami, but at the same time, I feel like Alabama's still like amazing and almost like predicted like 50% chance every year to go to the national championship game under Nick Saban so I'm not going to bet against it I'm going Alabama next game Miami Ohio versus number eight seeded Cincinnati I think Hank on this one I don't have to even think too much I'm going to go with Cincinnati I think they're the one of the top group of five teams in the country right now. They proved that last year with their record and what they did in the uh, uh, was it the Citrus Bowl, I, uh, yeah. Cotton Bowl or Orange Bowl, whichever bowl they were in. Uh, uh, they uh, they proved that they could play with anybody. They took Georgia to overtime, I believe, is what that game was. Yeah. So I'm going with Cincinnati on this one. Cincinnati. All right. I'm also going. Cincinnati look still just looks like an amazing team next we have Kent State versus number six Texas A&M um, Texas A&M six seated Wow um, where are you expecting that I think they got a, a fair a fair seating this year in the top 25 to start with. Uh, I think what I would say is it's no question it is going to be Texas A&M all the way through on that one. 
no question. Yeah, Texas A&M versus Kent State already, just like I picked Texas A&M, but this year, they're looking very good. Like, very, very good. Next, we have San Jose State versus 15-ranked USC. Well, it's West Coast teams. I'd have to say that there's... Um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going to go with USC only because I think USC might have the depth that, and Santa Barbara's not going to be able to stay with them. So I'm going to go with that, but I like Santa Barbara a lot. And uh, again, as a group of five uh, team, um, they've made strides and uh, they look like they're going to be competitive all year. Yeah. Um, actually, the line is 14, but I think it's going to be definitely closer than that. I'm going maybe USC by a touchdown, because San Jose State, by the end of the season or whenever, they always find their way to the top 25, so I'm, I'm going to go for USC for now, but I think San Jose State's going to be a good team. Number 13 ranked Florida versus Florida Atlantic. <laughs> really no choice there. Like, And, you know, Willie Taggart's uh, went from USF to Oregon to, to FSU and now at Florida Atlantic. Um, he's a good coach, uh, but I don't think that Dan Mullen will give him an inch to – to do on on the field, and uh, I think it's going to be Florida in a blowout. Yeah, I think this is actually the largest line of the day, twenty three point five. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Yeah, no chance at all. Florida Atlantic beating Florida, and I'm also going with Florida. Next, this is probably the game of the whole entire weekend. Duke's Mayo Classic. <laughs> Five-seeded Georgia versus three-seeded Clemson. I think the things that I would look for in this one would be Georgia's defense and uh, and the fact that Clemson is doing rebuilding. I know that it's it looks like it's been pretty much plug and pay, plug and play at Clemson for the last couple, three or four years. But mm-hmm. I think it's, it's going to happen that, that Georgia's, I think Georgia's defensive, Georgia's defense is going to create the situation. I'm going to go for the upset with Georgia beating Clemson wow. by a touchdown. By a touchdown. Okay. By a touchdown. I mean, huh. you know, the line's the line's pretty short, but oh god, I mean Clemson of course lost Trevor Lawrence, but they still have a quarterback with a crazy last name. He seems good, <laughs> and honestly, DJ. DJ, yeah, DJ. <laughs> you go Ellie or something like that, yeah. If you can say it, you get a you get the prize. <laughs> but. But 
I feel like Clemson is going to pull out the win. Again, even if they don't have like their top players, they still they just still have those players who who are good, good enough. And then of course they have the coaches that will make them even better. Of course, Dabo Sweeney in this case. Next, we have another ranked Big Ten matchup. 17-ranked Indiana versus 18-ranked Iowa. Well, this is a toss-up game, I think. I'm sure that most of the folks in Iowa City think that this is not going to be any, any real struggle for them, and they feel probably a lot more confident. But I think Indiana might... This might be another year for Indiana to pick off some of the, the big boys, especially in the Big Ten. So I'm going to say Iowa by three points. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going Indiana. I mean, honestly, last year they were just, oh, my God, incredible. Absolutely crazy. Ended up being like the second best team in the and uh and like the Big Ten and I think they're gonna do the exact same thing. So I'm gonna go Indiana. Next we have Northern Iowa versus Iowa State. Well, as much as the cats are what they are, they aren't any match for the Cyclones. I think this will be a blowout game again. I think that uh, number seven Iowa State, the clones will uh, enjoy having a nice tune-up game before they move into Big 12 season. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. No question. Really, there. Especially Iowa State's home game. So yeah, Northern Iowa is going to be crushed. The Raging Canes. Versus Raising Canes. <laughs> Raging <I>, Cajuns. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> Raging Cajuns versus Texas. 23 against 12, uh, 21. I think that the Raging Cajuns uh, will give Texas everything they can get. And I am going to call an upset here. I am going to say that it'll be Raging Cajuns by three points. Wow. <laughs> a good group of five team. They proved that last year. Yeah. They knocked off some big people last year, and I can't think of them off the top of my head. But they did win some Power Five. They did win a Power Five game last year, I'm sure. Yeah. At least one. Well, uh, I'm looking at the stats here, and it's saying it's going to be a hundred degrees outside. Yep. I mean, weather won't really affect both teams because Louisiana and Texas, of course. So, honestly, I got to go with Texas. I don't know if they even have anyone good. I don't think they do have anyone good. But I'm just going to say Texas. Let's just leave it at that. Next game, Montana versus the 20 seed Washington. I don't think the Grizzlies can eat the Huskies, so 
I'm just going to say safely that it will be Washington by a bunch. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Washington. Amazing, just an amazing team in past years and recent years. So, yeah. Next we have 16 seed LSU versus UCLA. All right. Being an SEC man that I am, I'm going to say that this game will be a turnaround game probably for UCLA. I think that UCLA, they've got one game under their belt already. They took care of Hawaii in fine fashion, and Hawaii's no slouch, but they did do a good job on them. I think it's going to be, and I hate, I really hate to, to pick against the SEC my brothers will probably kill me when they hear this <laughs> podcast, but I'm going to go UCLA by a touchdown. UCLA by a touchdown. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't pick UCLA because <laughs> I was going to pick that. Go ahead. I thought you, I thought you would go with the SEC, but I got to go UCLA again. One game under their belt. I feel like, yeah, Coach Ed is going to get very mad this weekend. Yes, I think Coach O will get very mad this weekend <laughs> on Sunday. All right. We have nine-seeded Notre Dame versus Florida State. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing for Mike Norvell to, uh, uh, to be at FSU, and I think he's done a fine job. I think he's still doing a fine job, but I still – Still don't know. The only thing that will, the only thing that the Knowles can hope for, is that, is that their speed will, in fact, in the heat, break yeah. down Notre Dame. Uh, it's, I, it's a long shot, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to go for the long shot and say that the Knowles create an upset and hopefully move forward with a good season. Wow. I'm going Notre Dame. Again, one of those teams that just aren't going to lose. <laughs> yeah, they're, I think they're a good team. And is that all? That is all of them. So before we go to the next segment, Medium Tires with Mom, I did want to talk about some college football things with you. Okay. So, the SEC. Yes. The best conference in college football already. Adding Texas and Oklahoma, how much better does that make them? I think it makes them better only in the ways that that uh, Oklahoma and Texas are truly brand names, mm-hmm. both of them. They have, I'm not going to say they've carried the Big 12 for the last bunches of years, because I think it's Oklahoma that's really carried them because Texas has not been good for a while. A but years, yeah. I believe with this new coaching change with Sartesian being the head coach, we know that he can call plays. We know he knows offense. I think if he can change some of the culture at Texas um, and get them back to thinking uh, about not just being one, but acting like a number one team. Mm-hmm. But it, it will make the SEC stronger, no question about that. 
Yeah. Do you think in, like, way in the future, like, a hundred years or something, college football is, like, still around, do you think that the Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, do you think they will ever catch up to the SEC? I think the one conference for sure that has a chance to catch up with the SEC, and they've already done it on the on the money end, on the eyes end, uh, with their TV contracts. So with the money coming in, uh, I think the Big Ten could probably survive if there were major changes in conferences like the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I think uh, that portion of it. I know that the Pac-12 was not included in the alliance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Big Twelve was not included in on the alliance, so it will be uh, it with the ACC, and and I think the Pac-12 needed to get something more going to to do that and to get more eyes on the television sets. And I don't know about folks in the stands for the Pac-12 because that's the West Coast, and who knows who they're going to put in the stands. I know Oregon puts them in the stands. I know Washington puts them in the stands. And I know Arizona and Arizona State put them in the stands. But the rest of the conference, um, Colorado, um, their fan base is pretty good. But they, it's it's tough for them to it's tough for them to compete even in in the in the Pac-12. So in a hundred years from now, I'd say that. If there were any conferences left, it's probably going to be uh, the Big Ten and anybody else that can create some type of conference out of the Pac-12 and the Big 12 Mm -hmm. and the ACC. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening because, honestly, ACC is... They're already super conference. Now they're a super... Er conference and they got what Alabama SEC number one seed Oklahoma now that's number two seed SEC and then I forget who's four that's Ohio State and then Clemson number three and they have five seed Georgia so it's just gonna be crazy because yeah they've got all of the teams every single good team so, yeah, I think the SEC is definitely a super conference, too. Yes. All right. Well, that was College Picks with my grandpa, a.k.a. Grand. Did you have a good time? Always have a good time. Thank you for inviting me back for Season 2. I look forward to the mascot challenge it again. We should definitely do that. All right. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Bye. So this is our new segment, Medium Tires with Mom. Take it away, Mom. Hi, I'm Hank's mom, and this is where we discuss what is happening in F1. We are picking the podcast back up after the summer break. It started off with an interesting and wet weekend in Spa, home of the Belgian Grand Prix. The race was not able to be run due to weather conditions. The race stewards had the drivers take two laps with a safety car and called it a day. No one was happy with this outcome, with many drivers and teams taking to social media to show their displeasure. The current standings have Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton barely ahead of Max Verstappen of Red Bull, 
and Lando Norris of McLaren in a distant third. So, Mom, why don't you let the listeners know who your top team is? Ah, it's Williams Racing. Up until last year, it was the last family-owned F1 team and was run by Claire Williams, daughter of the great Frank Williams. I love the history behind the team, and George Russell is my favorite driver and got the nickname last season as Mr. Saturday for his qualifying performances. Last weekend, he scored his first points for this of the season based on having the second fastest qualifying time. McLaren is a close second, mostly because of their drivers, Daniel, Honey Badger, Ricardo, and Lando Norris, who has so much talent and promise. You do love Russell. Mom, do you think Mercedes will win the Conductors' Cup this year for the eighth time in a row? For the new F1 fans listening, the Conductors' Cup is the team with the most points at the end of this season. This season has more excitement between Mercedes and Red Bull, and I have high hopes that Red Bull will pull out the win during the second half of the season. I think they have a better chance with a veteran driver, Sergio Perez, versus last year's very underwhelming performance by Alex Albon. (laughs) The Hungarian Grand Prix is coming up this weekend. Do you have any predictions or things that you'd like to see? Uh, I'd love a repeat of George Russell's P2 qualifying from last weekend. Well, I know that's a longish shot. I hope he makes it to Q3 and the front row looks different. Otherwise, just hoping for a good race. Oh, I should also explain F1 qualifying is broken up into three stages. Q1 has all 20 drivers. Q2 has the top 15. And Q3 has the top 10. And that starts the positions. So what is your podium prediction for this race? (sighs) Reluctantly, I think it's going to be between Hamilton and Verstappen for one versus two, and then insert some other lucky driver, just given how the race course is set up. Yeah, uh, thank you for your predictions. And personally, I think it's going to be Verstappen, Norris, and Leclerc, all of my favorite drivers. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, and we're out.